0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Love That For You podcast. How's everybody doing this week?
1: Everybody hopefully is doing good. I love that's how we start the podcast every single week now. We decided that Pat is going to do the intros and I'm going to do the outros because Mm. it gets confusing up here. Like, who goes first? Who says what? So we'll let Pat have his like uh, radio voice in the beginning.
0: (laughs) Use that to start every episode and then settle in.
1: Um, I was away this weekend, mm. which was actually so fun. I was on a trip with Arrow Swim, so I got to see some of my friends from the West Coast and then got to meet some new girlfriends, which was really cool. I feel like that's like a big perk of what I love about my job is just being able to like meet a lot of people, um, meet a lot of like common interest people, and everybody was so sweet and nice and it was just like a really good weekend. And also, it was like our first weekend apart, I feel like, in I don't even know.
0: Yeah. I don't even remember the last time
1: that we like were separated. Hmm. Maybe when I was in New York one time, but I feel like it's just been so long.
0: Yeah. It has been a while. And we had just gotten back from Europe. Yeah. So that was a lot of extra time together. I mean, that was literally only a part to go to the bathroom.
1: In Europe. Yeah. In Europe. And we were, yeah. (laughs) And And the bathroom was in the same room. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And the bathroom was, yeah, right there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was I think everybody saw. I mean, I followed along your weekend with all the the girls and the brand Arrow. Yeah, um, looked like a really cool weekend. Looked fun. Yeah, looked very aesthetic.
1: Yes, it very it very much was. Um, and if you guys want to get some new swim for the rest of the summer, you can go to Arrow. It's really good. Um, they have so many just like different styles, and they're like fun colors and stuff. So, and you can just kind of if you go onto the Arrow Instagram, you'll see like. The stories and my stories of what, um like, a lot of the suits that the girls wore over the weekend, so. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun.
0: Yeah. Well, my weekend was not quite as fun as Julia's. Yeah, not... but It was fun. <laughs> um, So, my family or my parents have a house, like, 40 minutes from where we live. So, when Julia was gone, I went and spent a few few days with my family, which was just really fun. I guess I don't really, like... Share about them as much, or yeah. like I don't put pictures up on social media really. But
1: well, I feel like when we hang out with um both of our families, it's like time for us to like just not be on social media. Like I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people share their families and stuff more than we do. Yeah, because I feel like it's honestly just like our break time is like, especially with your family too, because
0: we yeah. see them less. We so we don't see them as much. Yeah, with my family, it's it's just a little different dynamic. Um, Versus like with your family, and I say that meaning like the kids are around. Yeah. So, as you guys probably know, I'm one of seven kids. I now have what eleven, 11. or twelve nieces and nephews, and some of my two of my sisters and their families were over in uh, the town where my parents are.
1: Wait, did you see Fran too? No, you she wasn't two? there. Did you say two S- of your sisters? Two. Oh,
0: yeah. So we were there and like hanging out with my the kids, my um. And I say kids, like, the oldest is 19. The youngest, though, is, like, a few months old. Mm-hmm. Um, and my one nephew, who's, like, 8 years old or 7 years old, he's just so much fun and, like, loves to play games. So, like, right when I got there, he's, like, he had four games he wanted us to play. We played blackjack. That's, so, like, poker cards. We played a game called Exploding Kittens. If
1: you guys haven't played Exploding Kittens, you need to. You need to. It's we just played, fun. Um the burrito game. The burrito game. Was that game. even fun?
0: Yeah, it was pretty you just fun.
1: Literally, Liz was like, you just throw burritos at each other. No. Fake burritos.
0: It's bugs. cards going around the table, and the game goes pretty fast. And if you get three of a kind, it's a race to grab a burrito and throw it at somebody. Um, <laughs> like these like foam. Yeah, like foam, super We're soft We're like burritos. a game
1: couple, you guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah think we like to play games and then there was one other game that we played that i just can't remember yeah and then obviously just like going in the water yeah it was a nice
1: weekend too yeah weather wise so also last night or monday night we started the bachelorette again Mm -hmm. the one we haven't watched the bachelor or the bachelorette in like i feel like four seasons i don't know why The
0: last season we watched was matt and rachel
1: maybe we were like living in philly i feel like when we watch and then we just life caught up got chaotic we haven't watched in quite a while Um, But we started again because I was like, I feel like we need a new show that we watch every week. So we started it. So far, so good.
0: Yeah. Well, Monday night, Julia had just gotten back. I was like exhausted just from the weekend whatever. And we both are tired. We're like, let's get in bed. So we ordered sushi. Literally, we ordered sushi at 5 p.m.
1: Yeah. we Picked it
0: up at 5.20, ate it, was done eating by 6.
1: In bed by 7.30.
0: Yeah. We're like, okay, let's take Willow for a walk. And then we laid down in bed at yeah, seven that was, fifteen. That's the best kind 8. of nights. Yeah, we might do great. it
1: again tonight. I don't know.
0: Probably every night. Probably. But, so then we were like picking shows, like okay, flipping through Netflix. What do we watch? Let's watch a movie. Let's watch this. And then we saw that The Bachelor at started. So we're like, all right, let's just watch that.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, and then this week we are home, just working, doing normal stuff. I'm, I have another trip next week, so I'm trying to just get my life together. Every time I have like, I would say I have like semi serious travel anxiety. Mm -hmm. where, like, I love it so much, but when it's go, 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 I have a hard time, like, getting back into a routine, like, more, like, mentally, I feel, or, like, physically, I don't know. Like, yeah, I would say more, like, physically, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I get, like, anxious about everything leading up to a trip, so I'm trying to, like, take the next few days and just be, like, relaxed and back into a routine before I'm off again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have a lot of travel coming up. Um, All right, one thing I have to say, though, and I realized this while you were gone. and You loved it. <laughs> no, 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 no. About So, like, I had Willow the whole weekend, Willow the dog, and three different occasions people came up to me because they recognized Willow yeah. from your Instagram. And they were like –
1: People recognize Willow more.
0: All of the time. It's so and wild. It's so funny when people come up, they're like – is this willow and i'm like yes this is willow i'm pat nice to meet you <laughs> but then they're just like she's so cute i just want to pet her i just want to play with her and then like for this um like the q a thing that we just did people like write in questions about dogs and like yeah. people ask specific questions about willow and we're I'm not like, dog experts do you guys actually love willow this much i know I mean,
1: she's she's one of a kind but also like I think because of, like, her size and the type of breed that she is, being a Great Dane, and she's, like, different. So I feel yeah. like when people know who we are and they see her, they're like, oh, that's immediately Willow. Like, there's yeah. no other dog that looks like Willow, I feel like. No. I mean, there might be, but, like, it's she's rare. Like, she looks different. So yeah. I feel like.
0: Definitely people, I think, like, when they see us, they might be like, oh, I think that's Julia. Yeah. Um. But then they're like, that's definitely Willow. Wait,
1: well, you know what's funny? No. Uh, this weekend because everybody calls me Jules mm-hmm. and everybody like Kelsey is always finds it so funny she's like but Pat is like the only one that calls you Julia yeah I'm like I don't know if you guys can pick up on the fact that Pat calls me Julia and I think my family does too
0: mm-hmm.
1: but most but other than that like everybody refers to me as Jules yeah it's a lot funny. of times
0: people will like DM or send like the question box in and they're like uh I'm a true fan. I think of you as Julia because I listen to the podcast.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. on the podcast, like, that's you where I say Julian. your name. Yeah.
0: Like, I don't say your name on yeah. anything else. Yeah, So. It's funny. People are like, we're real fans. We listen to We know.
1: To <laughs> we appreciate yeah. you guys. Yeah. But maybe you could leave a review.
0: <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Julia says that at the, like, the end of yeah, every episode. it's like a little, I, we, I do it the would entrance help it. Yeah, but it's like. I think of it as like the the credits in the end of a movie. Like, yeah. By the time we're like, okay, well, that's the end of the episode. Um, like no one's listening it's at like that nobody's point. Nobody's listening. Nobody really cares. No, nobody's I know. Like,
1: it's okay. I don't we're know. We're still gonna do it, but still gonna
0: do it so. if you
1: want. Um, okay. I feel like well, let's get into the episode. Let's do it. So this week, we are doing um, an advice episode. We do it every single month. Usually, it's like the first episode of every month, but sometimes it gets pushed to the second week because uh, I forget to have you guys write in. But we got a few DMs. We got a few emails and some in the question box that I always put up on my story, and I put it up on the Love That For You story. So Mm -hmm. we can just kind of start.
0: Okay. So I'll start it with... um, What? Good. I'll start it with... um, This one that we got written in and actually a few people wrote in about this topic and I think people wrote in about it because we talked about it recently Mm -hmm. and it actually stems back to when you did the episode, Just You, um, somebody wrote in about sex and then we we did the full episode about it Yeah. Um, and now we've gotten more questions about it. So I'm just going to read this whole question um, and it is going to be kind of repeat of the most recent episode we did. Was it the most recent? Yeah, it was last week. It's fine. So- um, my question is about how to deal with partner inadvertently pressuring you to have sex. Also, if this is TMI, sorry, in advance, just love hearing you guys talk about sex and would love your thoughts since you talked about dealing and feeling pressure. Anyways, my fian- fiance and I have talked a lot about sexual desires and he's basically said his desire is like simmering on the back burner on the stove 24 seven, just saying that it's always there where most days I'm happy to have sex but also get anxious with work and often stuff prevents me from enjoying it slash wanting it. I'm sure I'm totally projecting here, but feel, but I feel pressure knowing he's constantly ready to go, even if he never verbally says anything or like does anything else to make me feel bad. Just knowing that I'm not wanting to have sex as much as he does makes me feel bad. He's assured me it's fine, but I can't get out of my own head on this one. Note. I don't think it's wrong of him to have that desire at all, just I don't know how to deal with it sometimes.
1: Okay. So I feel like there's a lot of things. Yeah. We'll quickly go over it, obviously, because we talked about this. Go listen to last week. But I feel like the number one thing is, or not the number one, I feel like the number like three thing would be um, something that I've learned and realized. And just from like watching things is like, even if you're not in the mood and even if you don't feel like you can focus or you're anxious, I feel like you can. It doesn't have to be about both of you. So Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes like doing stuff for him just because you want him to feel good or you want him to be like satisfied and you can take the pressure off of yourself and be like, no, like this is just about you. I'm not really feeling it. And I feel like that is like something you can do more often to take the pressure off of yourself and also just be like, it doesn't have to be equal all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, what what you said is right. I think – Even just to take it like a step back further from there, the biggest thing that I think we've really understood now having these like conversations and talking about it here on the podcast is that this is like a thing that every relationship deals with. Everybody. Every relationship deals with the same way you have to talk about your future, your house, your car, your financial situation, like all of these different things that go into a good relationship. Like sex is just one of those things you're never going to be perfectly, absolutely aligned with it. So it does need to be a topic that like you can talk about and knowing that it's not always going to be even like that's fine. That's completely normal. Every relationship deals with that. Yeah. And and I think, you know, the other thing sounds like you guys are talking about it, which is definitely a positive thing. Like being able to have those conversations, being able to communicate it is the only way that it's going to be better. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing that, what Julia was saying. And I think this is something that we've talked about is like the desire to always have sex is like, yeah, it's always on the back burner for me, but like, it's not always sex, right? Mm -hmm. To put it kind of bluntly, I feel like for most guys or for most people who think about it that often, it's not necessarily about having sex. It's about orgasming, like just kind of having a, like, it's almost just as valuable if that person has that desire all the time like to get
1: it done. <laughs> a quick yeah.
0: two minute hand job is just <laughs> as valuable yeah. as a thirty minute hot and heavy yeah. sex. Yeah. Like and I think taking that pressure, which is what you were saying. Like sometimes it's just about giving and if you know it's there, that quick one minute hand job is just yeah. as good.
1: Yeah. And I also feel like, um, I mean, like, honestly, that's, like, perfectly said, too, because I think some people would probably laugh at that or whatever. Yeah. But I think you need to listen to your – is it boyfriend? Yeah. When he says it's okay. Yeah. Like, I think the pressure is all on yourself. Like, you're putting it on yourself. I do it to myself. Mm-hmm. I know that we all do that, but I feel like it has to be – you have to listen and just be, like, he's fine with it. So you need to also, like, learn to accept that in a way.
0: Yeah. And I think there's also – a little bit of like you should record this there's also a little bit of like why aren't you looking forward to it as much as he is is it because you're not getting something that he is yeah is it because when you think about the are you not communicating are you not being able to communicate about what you want is it you know whatever details about Sex or whatever details about whatever intimacy, affection, whatever is it the reason it's not on your mind and you are in your head about it is because there's something missing for you. Yeah. Right. And it's not just the unaligned desires. Sometimes it's basically know, you're it not could orgasming be, as much. Yeah. Or you're not. It could be a lot of you, different things. Yeah. Definitely. Here's another good one that was emailed to us. Hello. Love you guys. Sorry if you've already answered this. I'm a little behind on listening. We haven't. This is a good one. Mm -hmm. So I need advice. My partner and I are 27 with no kids, and we live across the country from our parents and families. We have so much guilt when we plan trips without our families, or we don't spend our time off of work with them. And we don't always make it home to see them for holidays with crazy work schedules and limited time off. Any advice on this? It's hard for us to separate from them, but sometimes we just want to do trips on our own or with our friends. But then we feel awful because they are getting older and we think we should be spending as much time as we can with them, especially since we live so far away. You guys are young and travel a lot, could potentially live far away from your families, so any advice you have would be amazing. Thank you.
1: Well, family guilt is so real. Mm -hmm. Um, We live with my parents, so that is different. But um, I feel like something we were just saying, remember we were talking about like living far away from your family actually could just be more meaningful when you get to see them. Like I feel Mm -hmm. like I think the guilt is there, but is it? I'm not sure if it's because they're like making you feel guilty or you just have the guilt anyway. But like we always talk about like if we moved further away, we feel like when we would come back to see our family, like the trips back to see our family would just be so much more meaningful because you would have more things to talk about. You would spend – you'd want to spend more time with your family. So I feel like When you guys do get to see your family, it's probably so meaningful that the guilt doesn't necessarily need to be there all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think this is – I mean it's an interesting like topic to write in. I'm sure other people feel this. I don't know if it's so much built towards like the trips. So I I had a little bit of like this experience this past weekend and part of it is – so my dad this weekend turned 70 and Julie and i don't see my family that often and i feel like when we do it's like quick visits mm-hmm. and i immediately was like oh my gosh my dad is turning 70 and he's like he's healthy he's active everything like that's fine but it's just like that number hit me in my head and i was like oh my goodness like he's getting older we're getting older i don't want to like and it's my own guilt, like I'm putting it to myself, like feeling guilty for when I'm not proactively seeing them. And I saw him and on whatever day was Saturday, I was like getting ready to leave and he's like, well, why don't you sit on the back porch with me? And I was like, sure. Like And like and the that, guilt sits in there. Yeah, You're like, and then oh I'm, my like, God. Oh, I was just about to leave and he's yeah. just asking for a conversation. And then I ended up having a conversation. We sat on the back porch, had a beer together, and then he heard music coming from one of the places around. And he's like, you want to walk over? And I was like, yeah, I do. Let's go. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And- so I think, like, that feeling of guilt is real. I think that's something that you – if it's just you putting it on yourself, like, you're going to feel that forever, mm-hmm. right? You're always going to realize, whether it's with your family, your friends, your siblings, whoever, that you're not going to spend as much time with them as you want or as you used to. And
1: But um, I feel like it is a good reminder. Like, oh, it definitely w- it's is like a good reminder. The guilt is, like, you realize that, like, your parents are getting older. Everybody's parents are. Yeah. And there's always going to be limited time with them. And we all should do more to be spending time with the people that raised us, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think what I was going to say is, though, it doesn't need to necessarily be, like, all, uh, like, I don't know, these holidays that you said you don't go home for or all the trips. Like, no, you don't need to be doing all of that with your family right? Like you are going to separate. You are going to grow apart. You are, there is going to be some distance, but you don't want like the relationship to grow apart. So if you're not seeing them for the holidays, what are you doing to make sure that you're still felt around the holidays? Or if you're not seeing them as often, like, do you just text and call them when you're on one of your trips and you send them selfies in front of beautiful landscapes? You feel bad or
1: something too. Then
0: they're like, Well, that's they're just sending this to show it off or they're just doing this like, no, you need to like have like a a real relationship. And that real relationship doesn't have to be in person, right? Like the time together is one thing, but connection and relationship and sharing love doesn't need to be in person. So I'm saying like. You can take that guilt away by finding ways to show your family that you love them in other ways. It doesn't need to be trips, right? Take trips with your husband or whoever it said. Yeah. Like, yeah, sorry, family. I'd rather do trips with my wife than I would with,
1: Yeah, and I think they probably understand that too. And I think the guilt is definitely like put on yourself. Like I think I do it to myself too. Like the other weekend I felt like my mom kept like asking me questions and I felt like I was like in a – work mode where I was, like, trying to get things done and I felt, like, I, I like, I didn't snap at her, but I was, like, yeah. I it was had attitude. And then, like, literally immediately I felt guilty. Yeah. And I was, like, oh, my God. Like, I'm literally the worst daughter. I'm so... Yeah. And I think, she, I'm sure she's gonna listen. And I feel like she'd probably be, like, she doesn't care or whatever. No. But, like, I'm sure she noticed it, too. And, like, I have even, like, a little guilt when I'm, like, I need to be nicer to my parents and just, like, in general, you know, like, mm-hmm. I just feel like family guilt is always kind of there for certain reasons when you feel like you're not doing enough. So,
0: yeah, you'll, and that won't ever go away. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's always going to be there.
1: So, but yeah, you're right. Just like trying to do other things, it doesn't have to be like traveling with them, it could be so many different things.
0: Honestly, going and getting coffee, like sitting on the back deck and having a beer with my dad was probably more valuable time together than him and I taking a trip. Yeah, and like, I also it, feel like since you live things. far
1: away, you can just FaceTime your parents for an hour in the morning when you have coffee and talk.
0: Yeah. They're like there it doesn't have to ways be in person. To show, like your desire to be close with them. Yeah. Than trips or holidays, anything. Yeah. So
1: my one sister will only reach out, come over, call, text to the family when she needs something. It's something that has never sat okay with me for the longest time because out of all the sisters, six of them. She's the only one who behaves this way, and as I have grown up, it has led to me to not engage with her as I used to. Her behavior of only coming around when she needs something has caused problems in the past and present. How do I politely approach her and the next time she the next time she randomly pops up? I wish I could speak to her about this as the rest of my sisters and I talk to each other when we have a problem. Tough love. However, she doesn't take things lightly. Any advice would be wonderful. Thank you. Six sisters. Six wow. girls. Big family. Wow.
0: Yeah.
1: um, I don't have any sisters. But I think in general, um, something I've just learned is you grow up and you start to have different opinions and you start to have your own feelings and your own thoughts. And with there's six of you, you guys must all be different in certain ways. Like, you're not yeah. all going to be the same. I feel like you, Pat, and all of your siblings are different and similar in ways. But, like, and you don't all agree on everything. Mm-hmm. I think that you can bring it up. But I personally feel like you should do less to make problems. Like, I don't think you want to start something bigger. Yeah. You know, like, and make it a problem that's not necessarily there. I think there's a way to be like, hey, you know, I think mom and dad would appreciate if you called more about just to update them on life. Yeah. Like, you know, like letting her know that there's probably other ways to reach out and it doesn't. Of course, we want to help you with your problems, and of course, we're always here for you, but we want to know more about you in your life. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. I think there is, like, depending how you go about approaching your sister, it's only going to be bad. Um Or not only, it how you approach her is going to dictate, like, yeah, the yeah. reaction. And if you say... And, like, reading what is written there, like, there's – you can tell there's, like, underlying tone and you can tell that this is, like, something that's been bothering you. Yeah. So, if you go to her and have that kind of attitude, then, like you said, she's going to react. She's not going to come around more. Like, you're going to create a wider gap.
1: It's got to be in the way you say make it.
0: something better. Yeah. Yeah. And always, like, a more subtle, hey – Uh, I was talking to mom and she said she would like for you to call more because she just wants to talk to you more often rather than saying, hey, me and the sisters were talking and we think you only come around when you need something like that's going to be taken in a very different way. And again, we don't know the details around the sister who comes around when she needs stuff, but she's probably not doing that intentionally. Right? Yeah, I don't think anybody is like
1: unless she has some underlying problem with somebody, but you would probably know about that.
0: Yeah, or it's like I don't think people are like that smart or that um, intentional about like oh, I need something. Let me call like call my family because I need like I know, it's yeah. one of those times, and I don't think they do that. I don't think anybody does that. Sorry, I just hiccuped as I was talking. And the last part I was going to say is like. Don't let that sister's actions, like, bother you that much. Like, don't make it something bigger. Like, the sister comes around. That's great. Who cares what she needs, right? Like, if you're going to Because it's like bothering her mom a lot or something. Yeah, if you're, like, sticking up for your mom, well, then help support your mom to bring it up with her. Like, you interjecting yourself into the middle of that is going to put you on the the stove, put you on the burner and, like, Julie and I were literally talking about this last night because there was something that (laughs) popped up in our family where people were interjecting and it's like, what are we interjecting for? It doesn't matter. Like, who cares? Like, our interjection is only gonna create more stress and more for our for us. Like for us. It's like, take a step back, let things happen how they're gonna happen, and cool. You know? Like, we have enough things going on in our own lives that
1: We don't need to
0: add an extra thing. Yeah, if if your mom is looking for help, of course, help your mom. Help her think about how to talk to the sister about it. Yeah. But like being Make it as easy as possible
1: for you and for your mom or whoever is bothered by it. And make it easy for your sister too because, yeah, like she probably doesn't know that you feel this way. Mm -hmm. Maybe she has no idea that it's happening like that. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, another quick – so like you, I have another – I have a big family. And my siblings, we all get along. We're not all super close. I'd say we're all close. And there's some that are a little more distant, both like emotionally, but also geographically. And we have like a group text. And this past week, we were group texting about something. And two of my siblings were making jokes about one of my other siblings who was a little more distant. And they were like making fun of them. And I was like, well, that's only going to make them more distant. Yeah. Right? Like, when you...
1: Although it's like it's like they're trying to make a point, but the way that it happens just makes the other person be like, well, that's shitty. You yeah. know? Like, yeah. But I understand I'm the feeling. I'm not going to come
0: around more if, like, if I, not if I'm not welcome, but if, like, people aren't going to make the extra effort. Like, yeah. I don't know. If all she comes around is when she needs stuff and you tell her not to come around when she needs stuff... She might not come around anymore. Yeah. Right? Like, Yeah. I don't know.
1: There's, there's a good way to go about it, I think, but just be careful. That's yeah. what we're – is our advice. Thoughts on moving in with my significant other after about six, seven months of dating. He'd move in with me since I own a condo that I bought just two years ago and he rents an apartment. It's tough because he's been there for 12 years and pays a good price and it's in a good location. We both want to live together, but I think, of course, we're both nervous to rush into it because of what people say, would think – He's also worried that if he gives up his apartment and something happens with us, he'll have nowhere to go. And I get that. But I feel like so ready for him to move here. We're together all the time and we're both off from work anyways. We spend 85% of our nights together throughout the week. We also live about 25 minutes from each other. I work days and he works nights, so our schedules suck. Living together would just be so much better for so many reasons. Any advice? I love you guys. Mm. Um, I don't think that you have to be worried because it's six, only been six months. Yeah. Like, I think if you both are like, oh, no, we want to do this, then you should do it. Um, the, I feel like it's two separate problems. I feel like the first problem is you're worried about the pressures. And I did this, that same exact thing. And it was with marriage. And I was like, oh, I'm too young. I'm too young. And then I had this conversation with, um, this person who's been in my life forever. And she was basically like another mom to me. And she was just like literally, why do you care? And I told her the reasons. And she was like, that makes absolutely no sense. Like the pressures, the social norms to not do something because you are afraid of what other people are going to think. But in deep down inside you, you actually want to do it. You have to do it. And I feel like once I got over that, I was like, actually, this is, I'm so much happier. This is exactly what I wanted. I don't know why I was feeling pressure from the outside world because of what they were going to say. So that's like a problem. I feel like you need to just kind of like move past. And if you guys both want to do that, You should do it. Yeah. The other part about, like, the apartment thing, I think you're kind of worrying about something that, one, hasn't even happened yet and, two, probably won't happen because it's more like, what if it doesn't work out and what if he has to move out? Like, that does happen. Yeah. That happens all the time, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen to you. That doesn't mean you're making a wrong decision. I don't think even if that did happen that you would regret the decision.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean – Julia and I think a little differently about, like, the whole, like, move in before marriage, after dating. I mean, I was somebody who held out with Julia not to move in until we got married. And, like, that was our plan. And COVID, you know, hijacked that whole plan. But we still... I mean, we still pretty much... Yeah, we really did. we really did. But...
1: We really did.
0: Yeah. I think the (laughs) thing about this question is that it's not so much to me about moving in. Like... Moving in together can make so much sense, right? Like we can save on rent. We can do this. We're already together all this time. Great. We're going to this. We're going to do that. And people are like, okay, I think about those reasons. And that's like, and this is going to tell us if we're going to, um, you know, get married or not. And it's like, that's just where I always have like the pushback in my head where it's like the question isn't right now at six to seven months, are we ready to get married? to move in together to like figure it out. It's like, what if he came to you and proposed right now? What would you say? Would you say yes? And if you say yes, then like the moving in part makes sense. Like that's a huge step to me that like, yeah, it can get really ugly if you guys do move in and then
1: you realize you're break meant up to be. You're,
0: You realize like different problems. So to me, it's not so much about like, yeah, there are pressures. There are going to be opinions. There are going to be everything about moving in. And Yeah, it makes a ton of sense, like, from a logical save money, blah, blah, blah. But the biggest part, the biggest, like, foundational aspect of it is, like, where is your relationship at? Mm -hmm. Are you guys confident enough in your relationship that moving in actually is the best step, right? Not like, oh, we're still getting to know each other. We got to figure it out. And I think if the answer to that is no, then don't move in. If the answer is, yes, we already talk about what's next. We see this as a, you know, the next big step for us to get married because we want that. We want to be together and we want to blah, blah, blah. Then like, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Don't worry about whatever the opinions are. Yeah. Okay. So here's another topic that we got a lot of questions on and we get a lot of questions on. Um And some people write it in in different ways. One person just literally wrote in, in in-laws, period. (laughs) Um, This person wrote, how do you deal with a mother-in-law who is emotionally incestuous, but your husband doesn't see it? Um, This other person wrote in, how do you set boundaries with in-laws? They're very overbearing, but I don't want to hurt feelings. Um, Wait,
1: can you can you the other one that you just read what does it mean like incestuous meaning like the mom wants the son all to herself type of thing
0: yeah i think like she's trying to like i mean she's being very involved and
1: incest that's like okay we that's like weird right
0: yeah i have no but yeah yeah, I think that's what they're saying, that the mother-in-law is very involved. She wants her son to herself. She wants...
1: Okay, I just do not understand this. Yeah. I hope that if I have a son one day, I am not that. I mean, I've never been a mother, mm-hmm. never been a mother-in-law, so like, I don't know, but yeah. I feel like we've been lucky with our mother-in-laws, so we never had to deal with something like that, but I hear this all the time. There are yeah. so many mother-in-laws that are, like, incestual and, like, obsessed with their sons and don't want them to basically be happy. Mm-hmm. Which is, and, like, from this point of view, this person is, like, my husband doesn't even see it. Yeah. And I'm, like, me, and that is, like, like this is, like, bad parenting. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was, it's like. Bad
0: sonning, too. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Exactly. And we need to be teaching our sons way better, way mm-hmm. better things. So, like, that bothers me about it because I'm, like, how do you not see that this is happening yeah. to your wife, you know, or to, with your mom?
0: Yeah, with the family.
1: Yeah, I, think, does, I don't want to scare this person who is writing in, like, obviously, you love your husband and whatever, but mm-hmm. it is off-putting to me when this happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think how you were saying about parenting, and I was saying, like, the sonning, like, that son, the husband, or I, I think they said they were dating, I don't know, I guess the different oh, example, Mother-in-law. But, yeah, the mother-in-law, um like, needs to stand up for his wife and speak to his mom and say, yo, mom, here's where things are at. Like, love you to death, but take two steps back. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, this is one of those things, but every time with these, um, like, quick write-ins, like, we don't know a ton of detail. We don't know everything. But, like, the son needs to be willing to step in and, like, keep thing cord- keep things cordial. If the, for the wife here, if she is, like, getting frustrated enough with it to the point where she's writing in and asking for advice sounds like she's probably talked to you like this isn't like a oh this happened one time thing Mm -hmm. like let me just deal with it like yeah that's going to happen there's going to be differences there's going to be blah 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 but this is more not about like the wife and the mother-in-law this is about the wife communicating to the husband and then the husband making him feel like okay
1: this is something i need to fix
0: Yeah, this is his problem, Yeah, not your
1: problem. The communication of maybe you're not communicating enough to him where he's like, oh, this is actually something that's like real.
0: No sex until it's handled.
1: Like something, but not to get political, but like just in general, like the parenting is something that like needs to, I don't know, be fixed. Like I just feel like there's so many issues nowadays where it leads back to like, no one's really talking about it, but it leads back to like parent issues. Yeah. You know, and it's like, especially with our sons. Sorry men, but like it is what it is. Like we need to Yeah, we need to if you have a son or a boy, like you need to be teaching them better morals or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Like there's just I'm not a mom, but
0: Yeah. There's a no, lot you're of issues just condoning all parents. But, yes. Yeah.
1: Parents I am. No, I
0: think a lot of yeah. I mean, parenting issues, that's stuff that, like, if people wrote into us, we'd be like, well, no, we don't I can't. know how to answer that. Of course. That of course. We've never done. But, but it's like
1: overall a topic of, like, an issue.
0: Yeah. I yeah. Thinking, I, think, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I talk all the time with my siblings about raising kids right now and just the social media pressures and the digital, like, all of Wait, my... do you?
1: Because I want to know like what they talk about
0: or like what Well, like all of say. my nieces and nephews, like the two-year-old has an iPad. Like they mm-hmm. all have that and they're like, what am I going to do? Tell them no, but then they go to school and every other kid has one. So now they're the kid who doesn't have one. And like just the That's different hard, pressures and like what kind of position do you put your kid in? And mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, yeah, obviously the two-year-old doesn't take her iPad to school because she doesn't go to school. But like the other ones, like
1: – yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't, we can't really speak on like what to do, what not to do. I don't even know. I don't know what I would do. But yeah, it's yeah. just hard in general. And I think it, the point is, is that like you have to communicate to your husband that this is a problem because I feel like that's the only way that you're going to be able to fix this. You're not going to go to your mother in law and be like, hey, you're doing this to me. And then she'll just get more defensive. And then like, yeah. probably go to her son and be like, your wife is crazy. And like, it's just going to yeah. get so Create bad. Create
0: more problems and more. More challenges than what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And again, in-laws are not going anywhere, right? Like you're going to have these in-laws as long as they're alive, mm-hmm. right? As long as your relationship is together and they're alive. Yeah. So being able to figure out how to make those relationships and like they don't need to be perfect. You don't need to be best friends, but you do need to make them cordial. You do need yeah. to make them, yeah. you know, welcoming. You do And need you want
1: a good them. relationship. Of course. Yeah. Okay, this is figuring out if you want kids. Um, before we get into that, I feel like I have to address this situation that people think I'm pregnant, I'm not pregnant. Um, I if you don't know what I'm talking about, I put a TikTok up and it was like me and Pat were just walking and I had just gotten home from we gotten home from Europe and I was walking and I put my hand on my stomach and I think what I was doing is trying to like actually just get my nails in the photo, but apparently it looked like I was holding a, my stomach as if I was pregnant.
0: Yeah.
1: I um mean,
0: I was getting yeah, actually, I was my getting brother DM'd texted me too through LinkedIn. I don't understand.
1: Saying, so many people. So funny. Um, first thing is, I don't think it's necessarily appropriate to. This is just like the internet, so obviously that's not never going to change. But like to be asking some, not even asking. People were like writing the baby emoji, and people were like saying like, "Oh my god, you're pregnant!" And I'm like, "What if it? Maybe it looks like I gained weight. I have no idea." Yeah. And like that's just. One, offensive. Two, what if I was trying and I had three miscarriages or, like, I don't know. There's just so many reasons to, like, not do that. The other thing is, like, I don't really care if, like, if you know me, like, if we're friends or if my family member had asked me, like, I wouldn't have a problem with that, like, personally. Like, I don't get offended about Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like, it doesn't actually really offend me. I just think, like, in general, people can. And I don't – I maybe I'm talking to, like, the sensitive community of the world these days, but I feel like it's just one of those things that you just shouldn't. Probably ask or assume. Yeah. If yeah. I'm pregnant, you guys, you will know. I will yeah. tell you. But it's not. it's one <laughs> of those
0: things that is such a like it can be a really touchy topic. I mean, yeah, if we were trying and if we were going through infertility, you you're like who knows? All yeah, all of these challenges and like all of the emotions, and I I think when most people are like saw the TikTok and then I think you post on your reel too, but. Like people commenting and sh- like asking, I know it's like, like, like endearing. Just, I know, yeah. They're just,
1: I'm not like mad at anybody.
0: Nobody thought more about it than no. the two seconds of like, oh my gosh, her hand, pregnant. maybe she's Let pregnant. Yeah. yeah, no, I know. Like people weren't trying, but and it is I'm... one of those things where it's like, pregnancy and having a baby is a really personal, hard, emotional topic. So it's not something it should, you know, the same way like. I don't know, if somebody, you thought somebody was dead, you wouldn't just, like, you wouldn't, like, <laughs> see their TikTok and be, like, ha um, weird, weird whatever. But it, it, no, it, I, it is, like, a topic that's, like, oh, it's shit. It's just a like, sensitive
1: topic. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is, like, I don't get offended easily. So, like, I am not really offended. It was kind of, like, I was, like, why do people think this? I was just more confused. I was, like, wait, did I, like, do something? Whatever. But I think talking to more people, it's, like, it's just, yeah, it's just something to keep in mind. I also don't think it was maybe any of you guys that said that listening, yeah. but I just wanted to clear it up that if you were like, maybe she's pregnant, I am not pregnant.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm not trying to get pregnant at this moment. No. So, hmm. um, but anyway, one of the questions was figuring out if you want kids. I feel like I wanted to talk about this because um we're in a stage where we like are talking about it. And I think there has been parts of my life where I'm like, oh my gosh, I just cannot wait to have kids. I want to have kids. When I first met Pat and married him. I was like, I literally just want to have your babies. Like, I just was like, I can't wait to do that. And I still am very excited. But like, there, I have different stages throughout my life where I'm like, okay, I don't feel ready. I don't know if I'm ever going to feel ready. But deep down, I think that like, if I went through my life and didn't have kids, I would personally be like, upset about it. I do feel like I want to like, carry a child if I am so lucky to be able to do that. So I feel like it kind of comes down to like, You have to really be, like, internal about it and, like, do you want – and, like, understand the responsibility. I think that's what's made me, like, I know I want them, but I also realize what it will be like. So I'm, like, okay, when is the right time, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I think you said it right. There's – everybody's – there's pressures that, like, okay, by the time I'm 30, I'm supposed to have two kids. Like, all of those pressures and, like, a lot of people – Feel that pressure, and you've got to figure out and decide if it's right for you, because with the gain of having a child, you're giving up other stuff. and knowing what you're giving up, what you're getting, like kind of balancing mm-hmm. it each way. And you know some of those pressures, like, yeah, take that off. Like you don't need to have the pressure of I'm almost thirty or I'm this or but I'm also, that.
1: like, if you don't, then maybe you just don't. Like, I think there's some people out there that – there was, like, a TikTok and it was someone who was, like, married. They're, like, in their maybe late 30s or 40s and they're, like, they don't want kids. And mm. it was, like, talking about the pressures of people asking, why don't you have kids yet? And they're, like, actually, we're just happy not having kids. Like, we really don't want them. And, like, yeah. people look at that as, like, what do you mean? Like, that's weird or that's wrong. And, like, that actually is okay if you don't want kids. Like, I feel yeah. like there's nothing wrong with that and – Maybe it'll be a little harder to, like, explain it to your parents or I don't know. But, like, maybe you don't want them. And maybe that's, like, why you're trying to, like, like – think I think you could maybe be, like, I don't want kids, but I'm trying to force myself to, like, want them because of society. Yeah. So, think internally. Mm-hmm. Deep. <laughs> this one, okay. I can't let go of the guy that won't give me 100% effort because I'll be alone otherwise. This is, like, my biggest pet peeve. Is that the right term? Yeah. I don't know. Um, we were actually, me and – we were talking about somebody – we were gossiping, I guess. I don't know. We were just talking about people in general, some of the girls, about people that are in relationships purely because they're afraid to be alone or I think a lot of times people stay in relationships because of friend groups.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, if they ended up actually not being in that relationship, they would lose a lot of their friends or something, which is, like, so valid and,
0: yeah. like,
1: scary. Um. But you're not going to be alone. No. Forever. No. Like, it's it's a fear that's, like, so valid. But I think it's not – overall, you're not going to be happy with this person who isn't giving you 100%. So you'd have to find a way to be happy by yourself before you find someone else who's going to be, like, happy with themselves and then happy with you. It has to be two ways. It has yeah. to be equal and you have to be happy with yourself. Like, no one else ever is going to make you Hundred percent happy. Does that make yeah. sense?
0: Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think funny. I um, when I was at the gym today, one of my friends called me. Uh, he's never been in a relationship. You know, the conversation that I was having with him was just about like, look, don't focus on one person, right? He was recently talking to a girl, like texting. He met her out. They were planning on, you know, going out, and for whatever reason, it just didn't happen. And he was very focused on that one girl. I was like, look, you, you can't put all of your energy into one person thinking or hoping that that's just going to be the one, right? He was willing for whatever reason she wasn't. So he's got to understand. And you've got to understand that there are a lot of fish out there. There are a lot of people to go out and date. There are a lot of people to like explore being in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And if you're starting to get those red flags already, that, He's not putting out a hundred percent to you like that's gonna be something that's hard to get over
1: and it's gonna just make things so much worse long term like you're not gonna like in ten years be like oh
0: I'm grateful thank for 80% God yeah thank no like, never a, all these other things also are it's more come than a hundred
1: percent it's a yeah. hundred and twenty because when things get hard you have to force yourself to put extra effort yeah, in so it's not a hundred percent it's way more
0: yeah will you read that one again the one you just read because yeah. it made me think of something else
1: I can't let go of the guy that won't give me 100% effort because I'll be alone otherwise.
0: Yeah. So this is like related but not related. So in like writing that, there's like a paradox created that being with somebody is better than being alone. Right? You're not happy with the idea of being alone for whatever reason. Right? Like you're thinking... I'll set for a guy who's given me 75%. That's better than just me being myself. And I was watching this um, TikTok, which I <laughs> okay. hate to say. It is so what it is. It, it but, is what it is. And this is actually the tattoo that I just got. Everything is a gift. And this TikTok, it's a guy talking about, he's like, um, like, things aren't good or bad. Things are just things. And then we put if they're good or bad. Like our emotion or how we think about things. And he's like, look, let me give you an example. He said, Tell me about the rain. And everybody's like, no rain, no flowers, no rain, blah blah blah. Like the rain is the bad and the sun is the good. Little Ethan's how to. (laughs) And the reason we like you have a rainy day, everybody's thought is this is bad because it shouldn't be raining. But And, like, for this person, it's, like, I should be with this person who gives me 80% because alone is bad. When, in reality, alone could actually be better. Rainy days can actually be better, right? Like, all of the things that we put our negative thoughts and our negative energy to, like, yeah, that's going to be negative. And working to change how we think about those things, working to change, like, I'm grateful it's raining. I'm grateful for the time alone. I'm grateful for whatever. All these things that we, our first initial thought is that they're bad. Like how do we switch the, the thought that like, okay, that's actually good. So for this person, being alone would actually, could actually be a lot better than being with somebody that's 80%.
1: Yeah. No, you said it perfectly. Probably not. A no, it, it makes sense. I think it's hard to obviously think about that in the moment, but it's, like, it's it's very true, and that is something that, like, no, we really just don't talk about, and we really don't think about, and if people put their – I mean, like, I just know so many people that do this, so it's, like, people put their mind in that more of this actually – the bad thing could actually be better, and, like, thinking about how that could be better than it probably would be. Mm-hmm. Let's just do a few more. Um, how to know if a guy is actually into you? I'm just confused. I feel like you just know, right? You have to know. I don't. If know you're If you're confused, yeah. he's not.
0: Yeah, I don't know if there's. I mean, I don't know if there's like a if he does this, if you feel this. Like, I don't think there's like a uh, checklist. No, of but like if you're if he confused. Does these well, I think thinking about why you're confused, right? Are you just in your own head? Your own head is what's getting in the way of you maybe having a great relationship. If he's saying and you think he's showing, then talk to him about it. Say, hey, are, you, are these vibes I'm getting from you? Are you actually interested in me? Are you actually want to pursue a relationship? Is this serious? Yeah. And if he's like, yes, then – and you believe him, then great. Then you know. Yeah. But all of like – I think that like the softer side, the – Feelings, the vibes, the whatever. It's like you only know when you feel like you know. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like you're not going to check those boxes. You're not going to. But if you feel like it's real, then it could be real. Yeah. If you feel like it's not real, then it's not real.
1: How to not think about your boyfriend's past, especially if he still runs into them. I compare myself. Um, I used to do this in the beginning of our relationship, but I feel like that's pretty normal. In the beginning, like, we're all tied up with, like, oh, what have you done? Who have you been with? What did they look like? Are they better than me? Mm -hmm. Why do you like me? Why didn't it work out? Like, what was wrong with them? What was wrong with you? All of that. Um, And then I think you just kind of realize that everybody actually, like, you think everybody wants the same things, but, like, actually everybody has a different meaning of, like, what love is to them and, like, what they're willing to give up or there's so many factors that go into making a partnership work. Yeah. And I feel like the comparison is actually just something that's not, like, unfactuable. Is that a word? Like, mm, you know what I mean?
0: Unfactuable.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: I don't think that's a word.
1: Like, just, like, it, I feel like it's physically impossible to do that. Like, you, it doesn't yeah. work is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say, like, mathematically. Like, people just want different things. Um, and if he's no longer with this person and just because he runs into them, that doesn't mean he doesn't. Like that doesn't mean he wants them again, you know, yeah. like it didn't work out for a reason. And unless there's something this person's doing, your significant other, like giving you signs that like they're not into you or cheating on you or talking to this person again behind your back, then there's no reason to yeah compare.
0: Yeah, I think the like comparing or kind of those doubts that you're thinking and feeling like that's completely normal. I think, you know, a lot of it is tied to jealousy, And for me, jealousy is always tied to confidence. If you're not confident in yourself about something, then it will present itself as jealousy with what your boyfriend did in the past. And I mean, even in what you wrote in, in his past, right? Like using those words, that's his past. Like you can't let that impact your relationship with him because it is just his past. Now, if they're like, Oh, she had this. She did this, and I don't do that or I don't have that. Then that's like a your own confidence thing. Being able to build up, work on things that build your own confidence, like that's what would be most beneficial. Not worrying about his past.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. I feel like you got it. Mm-hmm. You got to be confident. Yeah, just be confident. Okay. Um. All right. I feel like where are you going? Yeah, but still, yeah, stick around. To... Okay, He's about to leave, you guys. I wasn't just...
0: leaving. I was just getting more comfortable. As mm. you guys know, we do this super fancy setup where we sit, sit on, on the, the ground. floor. <laughs> where we record. And like 10 minutes in, my butt goes <laughs> numb. numb.
1: I'm also hungry. Wow, it's 1.30. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, that's it for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm going to keep some of these for the next Advice com. Obviously, we didn't get to all of them, but... You guys wrote in more to our emails, and it's really nice when we get, like, details. I feel like we can answer them more and just get more of an idea, like, what the situation is and give our thoughts. So thank you for that. Um, I'll say it again. If you guys want to leave a review, feel Mm. free. Share the podcast with somebody you think would enjoy it. You can actually follow our TikTok. I feel like I never say that.
0: Mm. Follow our
1: TikTok. It's Love That For You Pod. Um, And Instagram for other stuff so. yeah
0: and even if you don't leave us a review just send us a dm with what you think of our episodes actually only if they're nice dms mm-hmm. because even just hearing from you i don't guys, if it's me I don't helps hear us it. helps keep us going helps motivate us so yeah the dms we read everyone we see everyone um yeah so send us some nice dms
1: yep all right we will see you guys next week see ya Bye.